You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having an awesome Tuesday. And I'm here for our weekly Facebook Live in the Health Coach Nation Facebook group. So if you heard that background noise, that is my cat. Drop a one in the comments if you have a dog, a cat that likes to interrupt you while you're working. Um, but anyways, I do want to welcome you guys to the Health Coach Nation Facebook group if you're new here and introduce myself if you don't know me yet. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a business coach for health professionals and I help them get their marketing strategy on point, book clients they love, finally have profit in their coaching business and keep it going. Um, and I also work with them on their time and mindset barriers. So today we're going to talk about a question that came up from one of our members in this group, and that is, how do you increase engagement? Now, she was referring to in your Facebook group, and um, we're definitely going to talk about that, but I thought we'd talk about engagement all around, just some, some good tips to boost your engagement, because we all know that social media is, it's, it's constantly people trying to grab your attention. So how do you as a coach stand out and get attention in general and and help people with your posts and your content? And as you all know, more engagement usually means more connection with your audience, more clients, more sales, right? So um, the things that I'm going to share with you today are things that have really supported and helped um, my clients get clients from social media and helped my own group grow from nothing to now we're at over a thousand members and people are making friends in this group and people are posting their questions. It's like what I've always dreamed of. People are finally doing it. And so it took some time to get to this point, but I'm going to share with you exactly some tips that you can do to, to increase your engagement. Um, and most recently, one of my clients did one post and because it was in an engaging way, she got one referral from it, one call with someone, and one person interested in her coaching just from one post. So it definitely is safe to say that if you are improving your social media strategy and putting content out there consistently and doing it in a way that is engaging and does call, have call to comments and things like that, it's possible for you too. And um, let's just get right into the tips. So if you guys have any questions as you're watching, let me know. If you're watching the replay, put Team Replay in the comments. And let's get to the first tip. So the first thing I want to let you guys know is the purpose of social media in general is to start conversations with people. It is to plant seeds of value and allow people to get to know us and get to know them. Um, and what they need and let that structure our future content. So before you just think, well, I need to use social media to get clients, I want to shift your goal on social media from getting clients straight away to actually changing your goal to having a return 
on interaction, a return of interaction. So what I mean by that is instead of going for what's the ROI on my social media strategy, how many clients am I getting from one post, I would rather have you say, how can I get as many people as I possibly can to talk to me, to answer me, to share with me their struggles, to open up, to feel comfortable coming to me with their needing support, okay? Because that is how a relationship builds and that is how sales builds, right? They don't, especially for coaches. We don't just, you know, put our info page out there and somebody buys from us usually. Usually it starts with, they helped me, they listened to me, they um, keep showing up on my feed, etc. They keep engaging with me and now I'm ready to buy from them or I'm ready to connect with them. So, um, that is what I first just want you to change the way you view social media and your goal with social media to be return of interaction. And the second tip I have when it comes to Facebook in particular, if you're really trying to boost your engagement on Facebook, here are some tips. So the first thing is you want to make sure that you keep your lives going live is the best type of post that you can do on Facebook It's what gets the most traction, but that said, shorter lives do better, surprisingly. So if you can do three to four minutes lives and start there and do it frequently, that's great strategy. If you want to do once a week longer live like this where it's really a real training and people are able to get a lot of takeaways, that's another thing you can incorporate into your strategy, but you also want to make sure you have some shorter lives. The second thing you want to do, the second best performing, most engaging posts on Facebook are short videos. So maybe you recorded something on your phone ahead of time and it's two to three minutes and you share it to Facebook. Um, maybe it's a video from your Instagram stories. Maybe it's a short mini series about something. Maybe it's a case study about a client. Those are good um, things that will get seen more often on people's news feeds, more so than long caption written posts. The third thing that does well on Facebook are question posts with like the color background for example. So those posts do pretty well on Facebook and especially in Facebook groups. I have found even when I post a nice pretty mm, graphic like you know wellness Wednesday and I ask a question like what's your wellness Wednesday thing that doesn't perform as well as just doing a colored background that's kind of tacky it's not like a real it's what Facebook offers you is like for short posts and ask what's your wellness Wednesday tip that gets more engagement than the nicer posts um, so question posts do really well and then the fourth thing that that performs like I'm putting this in order of how things perform on Facebook are things like memes and um, gifs and like animated photos and stuff like that the last the thing that doesn't do that well on Facebook are written posts. So you don't really want to um, do a ton of long storytelling posts. Now it's not to say that those can't work well for you in, like if that's your thing and your audience really likes that but from what I've noticed from what my clients have done I've just seen that that doesn't do that well. And here's the other thing about Facebook. If you have a group make it public because if you want to get seen by people and get on more news feeds and allow people to share your materials and share your posts and value from the group, you have to make it public. The last thing I want to talk about when it comes to getting engagement, and this this has to do with 
all social media platforms. So we're kind of now moving into more general strategies you can use everywhere universally. And that is lots of calls to comment. So when I say lots of calls to comment, I mean simple, simple, simple asks. Meaning drop a one in the comments if you agree. Yes or no. Comment yes or no. Like that is what I'm talking about. Okay, so think about are you really leveraging that throughout your videos? Are you doing that in your posts? A lot of written posts I, I do, I like to say drop a heart emoji in the comments if you agree because it's so easy. It's not me asking what's your life mission, can you um, tag 20 family members, things like that. That gets people off kilter. They're not, not going to take the time to do that. So um, that's something if you're trying to boost engagement, that's something that works. The other thing is, when you are creating your content strategy, do you really have an engaging strategy for your ideal clients? Are you posting things that they've said in their own words, trouble them, that they're struggling with, that they want help with? Um, because if not, that means that you might need to uh, change the game, change your headlines, make them more catchy, etc., make them more aligned with what your ideal client wants and needs from you. So... When thinking about your content strategy, here are a few questions you can ask yourself to make sure that it's quality content. One is, how can I make my ideal client feel understood? So often, I see people who are looking for a coach who, who really just want someone who gets them and someone who gets their struggle and someone who's been through it and is a few steps ahead of them and has a structured way to deal with what they're currently struggling with. And so ask yourself, how can I make my ideal client feel understood? Where is she at right now? What's her low point? What are her thoughts in her head? If you want to be able to um, sell to someone, you have to be able to see things through their eyes. And you need to be able to be in their head, really. And and you want them to read your posts and think, how does she know that? <laughs> I just was having that thought this morning. Okay, the other question you can ask yourself to get better output with your content is, how can I surprise and delight my ideal clients this week, my, my social media audience this week? Because sometimes what I find happens is um, we need to switch it up. Things get stale. So in other words, one of the things that I've seen others do on social media to get engagement are things like giveaways and contests. So maybe they pair up with another brand and they do, if you like our stuff and you like their stuff and you can win something. Another thing I've done is, I've seen is people do a free contest of a free spot in their coaching program and you have to comment below and say why you want to join the program and tag somebody else who is fits in their ideal fits in who would want the program too and that's how you get entered to win the contest and therefore you're going to get a ton of comments trickling in people saying why they want to buy from you which is great because now you know what your audience wants and you're able to follow up with them and pick a winner and get engagement and boosted posts and boost up your posts um, so that's another thing you could do. Another thing you could do to switch it up is polls. People like to feel included. People like to buy from people who make them feel included and who, who and they like to feel like they helped create something. So this is a community in this Facebook group. We are all creating together. Um, so that's something that people like to get involved in. 
Um, so then the third thing I want you to ask yourself when it comes to creating more engaging, better content is how can I make my stuff kind of addicting? Like people really want to come back. And the two ingredients for addicting content is including something new that people don't know. So how many of you guys feel like you're doing cookie cutter stuff? You're kind of being like, drink your water as a health coach and that's your post. Or, you know, cucumbers are a great source of blah, blah, blah. We want to go somewhere new. We want to say, hey guys, I know that you probably are struggling right now with, um, I don't know, back to school season. And here's a unique trick that I use with um, my kids to get them to eat healthier lunches. And it's something new that people maybe haven't heard all the time on their news feeds and stuff. So something new. And the other ingredient you need for an addicting piece of content is something surprising. So that's why in social media copywriting, we use catchy headlines and we say things like how I went from X to Y in 30 days or whatever. And so you really need to be able to take client successes, take your own successes, take something you read in the press and give your own spin on it and your own input on it and do something that's surprising for people. Either surprising in that it has a little bit of shock value, surprising in that it's a zero to hero story like rags to riches, surprising in that it's so valuable that people are like, why is she giving this away for free? That's a great tactic to get addict people addicted to your content, want to open your emails and things like that. Um, things like that. So at what I would love to know from you guys as you're thinking about this, what is something surprising you can do to, to really spark interest from your audience? And Sometimes the other thing that works is getting vulnerable and sharing your story. So I've seen many of you guys do this and do it really well. It's just saying, you know, I'm a human. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Here's been my journey. Here's what's helped me. Um, and putting that kind of storytelling out there. Stories sell, right? Um, so that's something that's always helpful. Okay, moving on. One other question you can ask yourself is, what do your ideal clients need to hear today? So think about the times of the year, the um, things that they're going through right now. It's back to school season. It's fall. We have like four months left in the year. Think about those things and, and ask yourself, how can I play up this up and, you know, help my clients through this difficult time or acknowledge that I know they're going through this right now and help them in some way? The last thing you can do to boost engagement when it comes to your content creation um, before we move into some other tips is tag, like, so if you know that somebody struggles with a certain thing because you had a conversation with them before and you create a video or a piece of content on that topic, go ahead and tag them after in the comments and say, hey, I know you, we talked about this before. I just wanted to make sure you saw this or I wanted to tag you and give you a shout out. Or send it to them privately and say, I wanted to let you know I made this for you. Check it out. Because when you tag people and when you follow up with people who liked and commented and is people who are checking out your stuff, they feel noticed, number one. And number two, they feel a part of the community. They know, you're, they know it matters. Versus if you never give them a shout out or you never follow up with people who like and comment on your stuff, they feel like, ah, oh, it's not that important. Like, if, if it speaks to me, I'll, I'll like it, whatever. But 
you want to let them know you really appreciate that because in social media, that's how it, our posts get boosted. That's how we get seen. So if you like somebody and, and you want to help them out, like their stuff, comment on their stuff, and um, be sure to appreciate the people who do that for you, who, who have liked your comment and com uh, liked your stuff. And if you want to get more likes and comments on your stuff, let's think about this for a second. Go ahead and like and comment more on other people's stuff. This is the law of reciprocity, and it works in life and in business. It's a natural law of life. Usually when people do nice things for us, we want to give back. So if on Instagram you're not getting any engagement, for example, and that's a goal that you have for whatever reason, you take some time to go be social and like other people's, engage with them, and, you know, put yourself out there, right? Um so keep that in mind. And now let's shift over to Instagram a little bit. So if you're watching this and this is helpful, drop a one in the comments. Say who you are because I'm using Ecamm Live and I won't be able to see who's watching unless you state your name in the comments. Um, but let's talk about Instagram. When it comes to Instagram, engagement is different, okay? Think about your Facebook group as, okay, let me back up. Think about your Instagram as a storefront so it shows the, the, it's like a window shopping experience for your ideal clients. They're able to see a little bit about you. They're able to see, get the picture of your brand. They're able to understand, maybe, maybe they're able to look at like some testimonials and stuff in your highlight section. So they're able to get a little feel for you. But it's not, Instagram, you're not getting that like personal with people versus a Facebook group is like inside of the store. They're going to get to try on clothes. They're going to get to engage with your sales reps and the, and the other customers in the um, store. So your Facebook group is a great place to leverage, engage, encourage engagement and get people involved in sharing their stories and asking questions and encouraging networking and how everybody can, it's like this ecosystem where you can really get to know people on a deeper level than compared to Instagram, if you think about it. So um, my suggestion would be if you're at a point in your business where you can take on the time to have a Facebook group, it's a great thing to have. Um, but when it comes to Instagram, here's how you can increase engagement to the best of your ability and focus on what matters most over there. So with Instagram, they like saved posts. Instagram, the algorithm, when people save your posts using that little, like, if you click on a post and you see that downward arrow, or downward flag, and people click it to save your post for later, Instagram says, oh, okay, people see this, this girl's post as helpful, valuable, so we're going to help more people see that on their news feeds. So how do you get people to save your post? That's kind of what we're going for. We're going for that return of interaction, and the return of interaction we're going for is either a comment, a like, or getting them to save our posts. So with save posts, one thing you can do is just flat out say, you know, have a caption that's maybe some tips, and say, save this post for later for when you're, next time you're dining out on a budget and you need to refer back to these tips or whatever. And another thing you could do is just give a step-by-step -step breakdown so that they need to save it. Maybe it's a recipe that they want to save. Maybe it's a workout they really want to save because they want to. it's something they have to go back to. They're not just going to read it once and remember it all. 
So that's another way to encourage saving a post. You could do a really, really powerful quote that they're like, I got to save that. I am saving that and putting it as my phone wallpaper. Um, another thing you could do is a, oh, I already said a workout or a recipe. So those kinds of posts are savable. Ask yourself, how can I make my content more savable? Like they are going to need to come back to this. And the other thing you want to do with Instagram to help your engagement is um, ask yourself if you can post a specific amount of times per week. So let's say I want to um, I want to start posting on Instagram, and I know that given my busy schedule, I can only commit to about three times a week, three posts, static posts in my newsfeed a week, and that's it. So pick that and stick with it. Instagram doesn't like when you post seven times a week and then you go down to three times and then you post four times a week and then you post two twice a week and then you miss a whole week. They don't like all that inconsistency in the frequency of your posts. Doesn't matter what time. I mean, it does if you, you know, look at your insights and stuff, but Instagram itself, they, they like when you're consistent with the amount of times per week you, you pick and you stick with. Um, the last thing about Instagram is stories are a great a much better way to just like we said Facebook groups let them into the stores your Instagram stories let them into getting insight about you videos you talking about your behind the scenes you going through your day so stories are a way to make it more engaging and intimate with your ideal client um, it's something I highly recommend utilizing more than static posts in your Instagram feed Focus more on Instagram stories, like 10 a day would be great. It could be a mix of quotes. It could be some videos of you. It could be some pictures of your yoga mat, of whatever you're doing during your day. That's more important and bringing value there than constantly every day in your Instagram feed. It's still valuable to do your Instagram feed, don't get me wrong. And the more you post, the more you're obviously going to get engagement. But it's... Um, it's just a more personal approach as a coach to do your Instagram stories and a, a good use of your time. Um, the other thing is be social, like we said. So a lot of things are out of our control on social media. And what we can control is sending welcome messages to our new followers, is responding to people's comments on our stuff, is going out and finding people we can engage with, um, look, supporting other people. So focus on what you can control and don't worry about, oh, the algorithm is going, now you have less engagement and oh no, the hashtags, I'm shadow banned. Here's the thing, you can't, we can't, there's not that much you can do. You can do some of the tips we talk about here, but the algorithms are always going to be changing and you shouldn't be letting that affect your business because you're in control here and you have the power to connect with people reach out to people, follow up with people, keep track, like that's on you. So focus on what you can do for your business instead of all the all the things like, oh, the algorithms, oh, and I'm never going to post again. Don't let the algorithms t talk you out of posting and doing your thing. Um, the other thing is when it comes to um, selling, uh, uh, like, like, if you are saying that I'm not getting any clients from social media, well, here's the thing. First of all, um, that's it, social media. The purpose here is to 
make sales easier later. The purpose is to talk to your ideal client and share with them all the things they need to know before they buy from me, meaning maybe they're not a smart health consumer right now. Maybe they need to understand that Coca-Cola is bad for them and they that they do need to break that habit and maybe they do need a coach to help them with that. Uh, so it's pre-motivating them and pre-educating them, making them smart comp- consumers. Um, so even like if you're a health coach and you want to make sure that your people are educated and um, understand the importance of taking care of their health and stuff, maybe you're the source for them to be like, hey guys, I will always let you know whatever foods are hiding stuff that I know are in your pantry and you become like that go-to person for that topic. And, or maybe you do a more general approach to educating consumers just like how service companies, like for example, if I was a um, if I was a Wi-Fi company, I might have a guide like why Xfinity is better than blah blah blah, or the costly mistakes of picking a crappy Wi-Fi service or whatever. And I'm educating consumers in a guide of some kind about why you know they need to pick the right server and how to do that and all that. So. In a coaching business, you can do the same thing by saying like the six costly mistakes of not investing in your health or not making time for self-care or whatever you need them to know before they buy from you. This is why we have social media, why we have email lists, why we have these pre these these platforms to educate people. Second thing is make sure you're um, overcoming objections as you go on social media. So in other words, you need to know about what your clients, what's keeping them from taking care of their health, changing their habits, working with a coach. And you can, the good news is, instead of selling on social media, constantly doing promo posting like, oh, my program comes out tomorrow, are you ready, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Your job is to actually say, I know that you feel like you don't have enough time to take care of your health, and maybe it's been stopping you from getting the help you need, maybe it's been making you feel stupid for signing up for a gym membership, blah, 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 here's how to get around that, etc. Because when you address the elephants in the room first and these, these objections that they have, then they're going to feel much more comfortable buying from you later and sales becomes easier, okay? And you want to use social media as a place to guide them to your sales process, not shove the sales process out there on your social media. I, I do calls with people and I do uh, have my email list and all that stuff, but social media, I'm not saying all the time, sign up here for my program right now in this link. Um, it's more like, let's take this conversation further. That's what social media serves us for. It allows us to take the conversation deeper, build a relationship, make sales easier because we've already pre-educated them, pre-qualified them allow them to feel understood and know that we get their objections, etc. So don't so stop getting so caught up in I need to make sales from social media and I'm going to post and I expect myself to make sales. Instead, think of return on interaction because that is how selling starts. That is how client building starts. And it's up to you to take it to the next level and have a sales process and know how to do that. But it's not the purpose of social media. It's not to only like 20% of your posts should be like actual, okay, here is my program, buy here. Only 20% of your posts pretty much tops. 
Um, so let's wrap it up and summarize what we talked about. And I have very exciting news. I'm doing something a little crazy. I am opening up three spaces for a new opportunity that I'm going to be announcing to my email list because they get to know all the good stuff um, soon for this fall. So if you want to be updated about this new change, please sign up using the link in the description and you will get an email about what's going on this fall. And at the same time, um, wrapping it up, let's just go over what we talked about. So set up the proper conditions with your social media. In other words, how can I surprise and delight them? How can I allow them to feel in a safe space and feel understood? How can I overcome the things that I know are keeping them from taking care of their health, investing in themselves, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not how can I sell them on social media? That's separate. That's for a sales call. That's for a sales page. That's for your end of your email funnel. It's not at the beginning. Okay. Um, the other thing is how can I make my content very addicting? Calls to comment, surprise them, new information, your own spin on things, talking about a hot topic right now and your take on it. The other thing is calls to comment, we already said, um, and that is about it. So, like I said, sign up for my email list using the link below. You'll get all the updates and the exciting news for this fall, what I'm opening up. And I look forward to hearing from you. What's one thing you're going to do to improve your engagement? Let me know in the comments below. And if you like this video or you like this group, please do like this video and share it or comment or do something to show return on interaction, right? Because that's the theme of today. So let's do some return of interaction. And I look forward to hearing from you. Have an awesome day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to get your free gift over at HaleyRow.com by joining my email list. And remember, you can always connect with me and other health coaches in the Health Coach Nation free Facebook group where I post trainings and videos on how to take your health coaching business to the next level. Can't wait to connect with you. Have an awesome day.